On this week's episode, we're going to interview Elon and Hannah from Scale. They're here to talk to us about all of what's happening with the next scale that is coming up in just a couple of weeks. It's right around the corner, Ryan. Finally, mm. right around the corner. Woo-hoo. Exactly. So welcome to episode 358 of Destination Linux, your favorite video podcast. My name is Michael. I'm Jill. And I'm Ryan. So let's get this show on the road toward Destination Linux. Today, we would like to welcome Elon and Hannah to the show. Elon is the conference chairperson, and Hannah is the head of marketing strategy for our favorite Linux and open source conference, Scale, or otherwise known as the Southern California Linux Expo. Elon and Hannah, welcome to the show. Thanks Woo-hoo. for having us back. Yeah, excited to be here. <laughs> With this being the 21st iteration of Scale, what are some of the key lessons you've learned along the way from both an organizational and marketing standpoint? And how are they shaping the structure of this, this particular version of scale? Many hands make light work, but also uh, cat herding volunteers is a, an adventure. Uh, you know, I don't know how many of the listeners are familiar with scale. I know we've been on the show before, but um, everybody at scale has some sort of other job or life commitment outside of scale. Scale is just a thing we started you know, 20 some odd years ago as a, as a hobby for, uh, because we wanted a conference that we wanted to attend in, in, this, in the SoCal area. It's easy to get really excited about doing a lot of amazing things for next scale while you're at scale. So I assure you come March, there will mm-hmm. be a thousand people that walk up to Hannah or myself or anybody else, any of the other conference organizers and say, it would be so much better if you, you know, I don't know, had the stage hanging from the ceiling next year instead of on the floor. It would be. I I'm agree. Really good. I'm, I'm really good at like. I'm really good at acrobatic setups for like conferences and events. And this is obviously a ridiculous one, but I I'll sign up to do it. And you're like, that sounds fantastic. We'd love to do this thing. It'll make scale so much better. And then you reach out to them three days after scale, and they're like, oh. Yeah, that sounds like fun, but I have a job. <laughs> and you're like, that's great. So uh, that's not to complain. We have a lot of amazing volunteers on scale, but it means that you know you have to sort of recognize that um, because it's a labor of love and not a labor of employment. Uh, you know, we oftentimes, as you know, as your cat herding volunteers, you sort of get to a spot where we we all all overcommit, and that's this the core organizers and the and 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 the sort of drive bys and everywhere in between. That's one of the fun parts of, of running a volunteer, you know, a volunteer group. Um, I'm sure it's similar in a lot of open source projects and, and sort of other meetup type communities. But um, that, that's, that's been, I think a lot of Hannah and I and a bunch of others have learned interesting lessons about how different volunteer management and coordination is from professional management and, and coordination. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, you really do have to like unlearn your corporate behaviors to, to work <laughs> on something like this being like, here's the deadline. You're like, someone please respond. Um, and just, I think holding space for people to have life changes, right? Like there's so many job changes and, and where I Mm. find like we have a lot of success with volunteers is like having grace and checking on people as humans and being like, it's okay. If like, you're not working on scale this year. And you know, like, I think there's a lot of shame in a lot of that stuff where you volunteer for something, you know, that you really believe in and you have passion and life gets in the way. And then it can be like a, a crippling thing to come back and be like, wow, something happened in my life. And I just, I can't show up. Um, yeah. And so it's been interesting, you know, the, the push and pull. And I, I have not been doing 21 years like Elon, but gosh, I think this is 16 or 17 for me, which is unthinkable. Um, yeah. I can't fathom that I've gotten older. 
time is weird. Um, <laughs> but it, it's kind of cool to see that and, and learn. And I will have to, I will like to Elon's horn here because he never would like, he is such a good fearless leader and is, has a good balance of Aww. like pestering everyone and following up while still being like, it's okay if you can't do something like I just let me know. And yeah. I, and I, <laughs> I really think you need kind of like dictators, the wrong word, but you really see success of volunteer run things as well as open source projects with just like a fearless leader who's going to hold you accountable. And I think, you know, you need someone who's going to, be the end answer instead of, you know, death by committee. Like we know, like we can always go to Elon for that. And I think that's one of the the successes of scale as well. You know, you have to find the right balance. Like with everything, it's good to have a lot of opinions and sort of get everybody's, uh, all the stakeholders involved and lots of ideas. And so that's, if you read the Cathedral Bazaar, the Cathedral and the Bazaar, a lot of what they talk about is like bringing a bunch of ideas. You know, what Eric Raymond talked about back in the day was sort of this idea that bringing lots of ideas and lots of fresh perspectives from different angles is much more interesting than having, uh, you know, uh, having one person run the whole show. I don't know, but at some point you're all bike shedding about, you know, should it be, you know, should this yeah. be uh, blue or cerulean or you know, navy or and aquamarine? You know, yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, it just needs to get printed. I'm making a decision. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> uh, or and not necessarily not just me, just anybody. Somebody needs yeah. to just make the call, and so that's uh, so sometimes yeah. it's good to have individual owners for things because. Um, I don't know. We all have opinions, but uh, we have a great, I mean, it's one of the things I love about scale is that it's always been entirely volunteer run. Like I know for a fact, there are things we could do better if we went and hired somebody to go do them, but it wouldn't be in the spirit of the conference and it wouldn't be as fun of a conference. And um, I think our attendees sort of appreciate a lot of the homebrew nature of it. Um, So. uh, What does it come across in my mind as you know, my experience with scale is I was blown away by how well organized everything seemed. And then oh, yeah. I remember talking that to you not I corporate. Think, at scale yeah. and you were like, well, that's good. That means we've hidden all the things that have gone wrong really well, <laughs> um, which, you know, is, but it, it's kind of shocking. You've got all of these vendors, you've got all of these people who are coming through in mass and all of these things and events and speakers and all of this going on at once. And somehow it works like it comes together and it works and all the volunteers are still there smiling and everybody's still welcoming. And mm-hmm. it, it's kind of amazing. So we just saved the tears for the day after yeah. uh, or the day before. <laughs> um, but I mean, no, the day it, before. yeah, it's, it's a, it's, it's a ton of fun. Um, I mean, I, I guess, for what it's worth, we didn't we even we jumped right into scale, and I know you've all been talking about scale on the show for forever. But um, for the one person who's just joining, you know, the the show for the first time ever and has never heard of scale, maybe we should do like the ten seconds what it is. Um, That's a good idea. It's where you need so, to be. That's what scale. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So scale is like is- a Linux fest, but to a massive degree. That's what I feel like. If you look at other conferences, like if it's a tech conference, it feels super corporate salesy and that sort of thing. Then you have a Linux fest and it is like really good and it has a community vibe, but it's also pretty small, maybe 200 people. And then you have scale, which is like a hybrid of the two where you have a lot more people, but it's still a community feel. And that's what I love about scale. So scale is... um. Started off as a Linux conference uh, 22 years ago. We had to skip one year through the pandemic. So this is the 21st scale, even though we all st- we started in uh, in, in 2002. Um, and it started off as like a Linux, a, a co- basically a mega Linux meetup. Uh, basically, we want we wanted all of our favorite open source speakers to you know developers to come out and Linux developers to come down to LA and tell us all about the cool things they're working on. Um, we also wanted a way to get you know the the 20 some odd Linux user groups that are around the Southern California area. 
to come together for, you know, for, for a bit of a reunion. Um, and so, uh, we're like, okay, well, we'll start a conference and then they'll, you know, that, that, how, how hard could that be? turns out it's, it's hard, uh, <laughs> especially for, for 22 years, but, um, you know, it's involved into sort of a, I would say like an open platforms, open ecosystems conference. So we've got Linux, we've got BSD, we've got user space stuff, we've got web development stuff, DevOps, security, um, you know, and everything in between. And so, um, it's really become just, like I said, like an open conference. It just, you know, that's why we tend to use the word scale now instead of Southern California Linux Expo, not for two reasons. One is that's a real mouthful to say. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah. you know, that eats, eats up a lot of airtime on a show like this. Another thing is just like the Linux piece. Um, Linux is really important, I think, to all of us in our careers and how we got here. But it's only one piece of what we do these days, right? There's um, the Kubernetes community comes to scale and runs the Kubernetes Community Day Los Angeles the day before scale. That means that there's probably like, you know, 20 some odd talks on Kubernetes. Is Kubernetes Linux? Uh, yes, it runs on Linux. It also runs on other things. It done, does a whole bunch of stuff at a higher level in the operating system. So it makes when we say the full name, we sometimes over-index on the L and not on the, right. on, the on on all other things that open. We can. Yeah, yeah, and so that's I think open is a is a less fun thing to say than scale, but it's a less of a mouthful than uh, than, than than the long on it. The, the well, if you wanted name, to so. expand it, you could still have actually call it scale and add an extra letter, so it's S C A I. LE that way you have oh. now some AI tracks and stuff. Oh, AI. So that's I mean, it, that's well, I mean, nice. there's also I mean, we you do realize that um it's not the Linux operating system is not just Linux, it's actually GNU and Linux is just the kernel and so actually it should be Skagly. <laughs> Skagly. <laughs> Skagly. Um, actually. No. We have gotten yeah. that feedback a few times. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, um not but in, in all in all fairness like we love our friends at the Free Software and Foundation and the GNU project it's just, you know, yeah. I think like the problem is if we throw a letter in for everything we cover, because there is an AI track this year and there is a security track this year, and there's a DevOps track this year, and there is um, you know, uh, a home enthusiast sort of FOSS at home thing. And so like you just end up having an alphabet soup of words that don't actually sound like something you can, you know, pronounce. And then uh, you know, I don't I don't I don't know how to uh, And then also so. when everybody gets used to that one, you have to add more and then no one knows what it is anymore. Yeah. Add exactly. for branding. Yeah. <laughs> So we're going to get into some of the advantages, too, for people to attend scale. If you're still on the fence, we have some questions that I think will help clear that up. But one of the things I wanted to start with is as the largest community run open source conference, you kind of mentioned the fact that, you know, you have to be at times kind of a dictator. But I, I know you have to balance all of this feedback that you get, because that was one of the things that was kind of astounding is everybody's got an opinion. They're free. And uh, everyone sure shares get, it. Everyone loves to share them. <laughs> uh, you've got various attendees. You've got lots of vendors. You've got enthusiasts. You have everyone in between coming to you saying, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. And you've got this massive conference. How do you balance like at the end of the year? Hey, let's prioritize this. And this is a no go and organize all of those. Things. And also, what is your task management system? How do you organize any of the stuff you do? And please share with me so I can at least attempt to do what you do. Yeah. You're going to be horrified by the answer to that. Oh. I honestly, I wish we had a good task management system. I think individual, I mean, t scales made up of, uh, I would say probably about a dozen people that work on it, some semblance of year round. Um, and, you know, I, I use that term loosely, like, you know, there'll be months when it's really busy for me on the sponsorship side or on the, 
or for you know some of our other colleagues on putting together the program or reviewing the CFP or for Hannah getting the word out marketing wise. But like it's a you know it's probably about you know about a dozen different people that work on it in some aspect of like eight to twelve months of the year, and then a bunch of people that work on it as tasks come up and as their availability allows. And so each one of those you know, they're all organized into sort of little subsystems or teams of the conference. Um, and honestly, each one of those has a different way of tracking things. And it's, um, think about it like, uh, it's not as bad as like a Vim versus Emacs versus VS Code <laughs> war, but uh, people have opinions on what they want to use to manage and, and organize it. You know, one of the principles I believe in is when you're working with a team of folks, you have to sort of trust that they, to some extent, you have to trust that they've got it. So if, if Hannah says, I'm taking care of this, I'll, I'll you know, don't worry about it. I'm going to, for the most part, try not to bother her. Uh, See, Ryan, learn. Uh, on, the other <laughs> hand, on the other hand, if we agreed on a deadline and that deadline passes, I'm going to have to check in. See, uh, and so, but she has her task list that she works with her, with her team. The tech team has, you know, GitHub issues. The, um, you know, other teams have other ways of doing it. So I, I wish I could say we have this like managerial uh, panacea uh, set of tooling that we could pass along. But um, honestly, it's just sort of like grit and, uh, email and, list. And, you know, and email <laughs> lists. Uh, but, um, uh, but yeah, I, you, know, you can I, always I, I join, join yeah, scale planning um, if you want to get involved. Um, yeah. but yeah, and then, and that's the other piece as well, right? Which is, uh, if you've got an idea, we legitimately mean it, right? If you want to run, you know, somebody came to us a few years back and said there should be an AI and data engineering track at scale. And we're like, that's great. Do you want to be in charge of recruiting speakers for it and helping organize it and putting together a team to review the talks? And they said, yes. So now we have an AI and data engineering track at scale. Um, I don't, you know, most of us are at our sort of limit of how many hours we can put into, you know, a volunteer effort like scale. And so it means that if it's an easy suggestion, I'm happy to take it and do it. If it involves me, you know, if it involves us adding another hundred hours of work to the year of planning, uh, it better come with you also like to help out with that hundred hours of, you know, take some of those hundred hours on yourself. Um, it's kind of like so open source in that way, right? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of yeah. suggestions people have for software. And I want to make this change. I, it would be nice if you would do this. And at some point, the developer has to make a decision. Well, if you want that feature, start coding. Here's the code. Add it in there. Yeah. I'd be happy to uh, and, and, out there. And, and, and we, 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 we good. I would say we always say like there's no sacred spaces at scale. Like if you have ideas and want to change things, and I think that's always loaded when people say that because a lot of projects don't mean it, but we do see some great stuff coming out of that. We've had some new volunteers who are like, I think there should be career development here. And now we have a huge presence for like helping folks get in involved in careers and open source. And that came from an, a new idea that someone wanted to retire their old volunteer position, which they recruited someone to fill. And then, you know, they worked on something new. And that is just one of the coolest parts of scale and goes to your first part of your question of like, how do we balance all those things? It's, one, someone who's really excited and passionate about it and wants to step up and run it, as well as, you know, we do have a lot of freedom to do those sorts of things because, again, we don't have a corporate overlord yeah. to to answer to in some regards. That's even a yeah. little more impressive considering the fact that there's different, like, like different pods or subsets of yeah. people doing their own thing, and but you're still organizing it all and it comes together and that sort of thing. So, like, it's even more impressive in that sense. Yeah, I, yeah. I, mean, I think the one the one challenge sometimes is um, we're still a ragtag group of volunteers. But when we were a bunch of 19, 18, 19 year old kids, you know, on USC on the campus at USC running a conference, and we're like, um, 
we need a sign to thank my sequel for sponsoring the parking lot. Like it literally was, I think I, you know, Lay or myself typed into like GIMP and probably Arial or Times New Roman or something, uh, parking sponsor, threw a MySQL logo on it and shipped it off to Kinko's and like, you know, hundred bucks later we had a banner. I would be embarrassed to put that banner up at a scale these these days. And so, um, you know, there's just things that, um, you know. If you still have we were, it, you still have it? <laughs> Uh, I think it's in my parents' garage in LA, and every time I come to LA, they yell at me and say, "When are you going to throw away all this scale stuff that's eating up space in our garage?" Um, and I say, uh, "As soon as the conference is over, and then as soon as the conference is over, I leave town and don't do it." So, uh, uh, it's, it's great. Uh, but my my point was mostly just I don't know some guilt for us as volunteers and as organizers, just like the level of quality of what we've done and the level of expectation sometimes from folks in the you know from folks in the community that come to scale has risen from. Oh, hey, you're just a bunch of, you know, 17, 18, 19 year old kids. The fact that the event is even happening is a miracle. Thank you for doing it is very different than uh, you're all professionals now that have jobs. And yes, you're volunteers, but there's 3,000, 4,000 people here. Why doesn't the ticket print faster or whatever it might be? Or why isn't this on brand? And you're like, I I don't know. Just, you know, we're doing well, our it's, best. It's so. kind of funny because of the, the, I've been to multiple conferences run by companies, run by communities. And scale was the smoothest I have ever been to. I went to like this. Oh, you need to get your pass or your ticket, like the, the the lanyard thing. What's it? The yeah. thing that's on the lanyard. Badge. Yeah, lanyard. Okay. Badge, yeah. So uh, I I went to this like the you have like a kiosk section of like five or six different printers, and I was like, okay, this is going to be a nightmare. And I just it said put your name in and all that, and I click. It is like based on a computer form, and then you just it prints it out, and it was like the smoothest thing ever. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, there's some things that we've gotten really good at, you know, after 22 years where it's, mm-hmm. you just sort of take the, you, you sort of dust off the, uh, dust off, the, um, you know, the, the crud that it's picked up over the years, uh, or like, I don't know, uh, take out the mothballs and, and, you know, and, and, and bring it on site and it's great. And there's other things that are new and, and exciting. So where we can build on 22 years of experience, it's great because it just means it runs like clockwork and then, uh, lets us focus on the areas that are different. Um, you know, another good example of a thing, a suggestion that came in is we've had for many years a track for kids where K through 12 students come in hey, and present about the things that they're doing. Um, and it's crazy how long we've been doing that because I, I was at KubeCon in Chicago, um, you know, back in November. And I walk into the expo, I'm walking around the expo floor and I walk past the booth and somebody taps me on the shoulder and says, Hey, do you remember me? And I'm like, I, 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 I'm sorry, I don't recognize you. Who are you? Uh, and he goes, I've been coming to scale since I was 12. And I was like, oh, I recognize awesome. you. I recognize you now, but you don't look like you did when you were 12. And he'd spoken at there, you know, he'd spoken at scale before. Uh, folks that have been coming to scale since they were kids are now in college. They now have their own careers. They're now executives at, at companies. And so it's uh, it's been great to see them all grow up. Um, but one of the things that we've, we didn't have for many years was like hands-on activities for kids, like in an organized fashion. So they would, you know, it's kind of hard to get a, a, a 10-year-old or a 9-year-old to sit for three hours and watch talks, but it, you know, they're interested in hearing what the other kids doing with GPUs or our, our programming language or, you know, AI or whatever it might be. Um, but we also wanted to give them a chance to get hands-on. And so that came from, that was just, there was a, a couple of volunteers who were teachers and, 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 uh, or, or, or focused on STEM education for kids. And they just said, we're going to, we're going to run a, um, you know, a set of activities for kids for the day. 
can we have a room? Can we, you know, can you help us with a little bit of a budget? Can you help us with a little bit of, you know, of a uh, promotion for it? And we'll run it. Like, it's, it's like, yes, that's fantastic. You want to help make scale a better place? Come on by. We'll, we'll make it happen. Nice. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's a lot of fun and sort of bringing in new ideas all the time. I think that's the thing that's very different from us too. Like we were very ahead of the curve in hindsight on being an inclusive conference. Like, yeah, come bring your kids, bring your babies. What do you need? We'll support you to do that. Like it's always been such a huge priority to get everyone to scale, um, no matter what that looks like. And over the last few years, we've gotten some cool requests and we've been able to expand that. And, you know, when we're able to accommodate good suggestions, you know, like we're always so happy to see that be it a better place for people to want to come to scale no matter where they are in their in their life really yeah that's yeah. awesome i remember in the um, early years when we used to have a separate woman in scale track yeah. and now it's awesome we don't need to do that there are so many women speakers and uh that are involved it's just this yeah. year i've noticed a huge uptick <laughs> i was so happy to see it's, that um i mean it's, i think initially it was yes i mean doing it as a separate track was uh you know was a way to sort of i think jumpstart it yeah um it's not like we needed a special track for women or a special track for any other group if if you're doing amazing things in ai come speak in the ai track we want it we want to have you and it turns out <laughs> that you're a leader regardless I, I don't know that we always feel like we're doing as I'm, I'm glad that from the outside it looks like the folks are telling us we're doing a good job because i think sometimes we're you're always your biggest critic we want to make scale a welcoming place for everybody of, of all ages and backgrounds and hey ryan what do you call an endpoint security product that works perfectly but makes users miserable Hmm. Let me think about that. I've heard of this one before. Uh, that's a failure, Michael. That that's is a failure. a failure. You're right. Exactly. The old approach to endpoint security is to lock down employee devices and roll out changes through forced restarts, but that just doesn't work. The IT department is miserable because they've got a mountain of support tickets. Employees start using personal devices just to get their work done. And executives opt out the first time that that makes them late for a meeting or yep. something like that. You can't have a successful security implementation unless you work with end users, and that's where Collide comes in. Their user-first device trust solution notifies users as soon as it detects an issue on their device. And more importantly, it teaches them how to solve it themselves without needing help from IT. That way, untrusted devices are blocked from authenticating, but the users don't stay blocked. Collide is designed for companies with Okta, and it works on Linux, macOS, and Windows, as, as well as mobile devices. So if you have Okta and you're looking for a device trust solution that respects your team, visit destinationlinux.net slash collide to watch a demo and see how it works. That's destinationlinux.net slash K-O-L-I-D-E. You know, this is really interesting because I've been a part of many security rollouts that have had this exact situation described here happen where the second, like it'll roll out to users, they're miserable, but the second it impacts an executive, the that's whole when we thing, change everything. The whole thing gets rolled back. And yep. now we're less secure than we were before because they don't really the, the these products don't really respect, you know, the entire implementation of what people have to do to get them set up and started and used. And so this is awesome. I would take something like Collide go to my business and be like, hey, we need something like this that respects end users, that we have security, but it's security that people can use without getting completely frustrated and not being able to do their job because that's 
doesn't really help either if you can't do your job, but it's secure. Yeah. Yeah. Balancing security and usability is a very important thing. And it's awesome that Collide makes that possible. By the way, Michael, we have an example of this with a bank. We won't name them, but they're so <laughs> secure that we can't even get into our bank yeah. uh, anymore. Exactly. And we are so we don't have to worry about people getting into our money because we can't. <laughs> we're changing banks. That's how frustrating their super secure system is. So yep. that shows you the importance of not only your internal employees having good security, but what you're doing for your external customers as well. You want the security without the frustration. Check out Collide. Check out Collide. DestinationLinux.net slash Collide. Elon and Hannah, what what exciting new initiatives or features are you introducing at Scale21x to keep things fresh and engaging to attendees? I know there's some really cool things on the schedule that I saw. <laughs> yeah. Look awesome. <laughs> um, I mean, we've got, uh, you know, one thing that we've added this year is, um, you know, for folks that know him, Forrest Brazil, Brazil and I'm, I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong, is coming out and he's, uh, he's sort of... Um, I don't know, the cloud or DevOps bard is the best way I can describe him. He sings mm-hmm. all kinds. He does a bunch of musical performances around all things Linux, open source, cloud, and, you know, and, and, and developer stuff. And so he's going to come do, a, you know, ser- serenade you all with uh, a number of musical activities as part of nice. the upscale event Hannah runs. Uh, yes. And, and sort of uh, entertaining us all with, uh, with his, uh, his songs about Linux and open source and the cloud and on a piano, uh, which is not something we've done before. Uh, we've, we've had musical acts at scale, but never... I don't know. It's uh, it's a different. Uh, this feels different. Yeah, this, yeah, this feels this feels different. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for it. What else is exciting this year, Hannah? I think it's just it's one of the notably this year we have so many co-located events. I think this is the year we've had the most co-located events at scale. And so, um, for those of you who aren't familiar, if there is a local LA chapter of something or Southern California, and they want to co-locate with scale and run their own event we're very receptive to that. And so I can't remember off the top of my head, the number of co-located events we have, but I think it's the highest we've had in, gosh, I can't remember how long. Yeah. It, yeah in many years. RuboCon, so. NixCon. I was looking at the list and I'm really yeah. impressed. <laughs> I was Destination so, and, NixCon. And yeah. yeah. And it's not even, <laughs> and, and, and I would say it's not even necessarily just, um, you know, LA chapters. I mean, we have that like yeah. DevOps Day LA, you know, co-locates with us and KCDLA does, but like, uh, you know, Nix has a huge developer community behind it with a lot of interest and in sort of in, in, a lot of it, a lot of interest that's been growing in the project the last couple of years. Uh, and they've been writing a, they've been running a conference in Europe, you know, for yeah. for a few years now. Um, and as we were talking with the developers, they realized, you know, we haven't done a North America event for it. Um, and so, you know, what it comes down to is like scale already rents this giant convention center. We already have people flying in from all sort of all, all different backgrounds that are coming to scale anyways. Can we run our event with you? And we think it's great because it brings new faces to the scale community that we normally, uh, you know, we normally wouldn't see, whether it's from other geographies or from other areas of interest. And at the same time, um, you know, they, uh, you know, they get the benefit of not having to worry about, I don't know, insurance and where to get an AV vendor and booking a venue, yeah. it, mm-hmm. event venues and all that good stuff. So the other event that's interesting is, you know, we were talking about AI and AI is all the rage these days. There's a group called the Kawai Project, K-W-A-A-I, no, K-W-A-I-I, sorry, I always spell it wrong, but Kawai. Cute project. Uh, yeah, and they're, um, <laughs> they're focused on making um, 
you know, AI be something that you own yourself, right? A lot of, a lot of, I think a lot of the challenge with a lot of the AI workloads and, and trainings and, uh, and models that have been out there is that, um, you know, even if some of the tools around them are open, or even if some of the code around them is open, like the, the data ends up, oftentimes the data ends up in somebody else's computer and the open source world really loves this idea of being able to run, run things yourselves, reproduce it yourselves, be able to keep things sort of local and in your own, in your own hands. And so the quiet project has been focusing on how to make AI personal in that way. Um, and so they're going to run their sort of developer, their developer and member summit um, at scale as well. So we'll get to have all of these AI, AI ML, you know, folks, uh, you know, coming out and hopefully teaching the rest of us at scale that might be focused on other open source projects about what they do. They get to learn about what we do and, you know, hopefully uh, amazing things come out of that in the years to come. So I should probably submit my Michael AI to Elon and Hannah so they could see oh, it. Yeah. You know, what do you think? Nah. Jill? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'll I put it on a floppy AI. disk. I don't want to brag or anything, but it's about 14 lines of Python and it captures Michael's entire brain. It's a little more than that. He he makes it smaller every single time he says it. Uh, <laughs> Got it's, it. It's, it's, but it also is just nonsense. But uh, I actually have a suggestion for uh, the thing you talk about, the uh, co-located uh, stuff. Uh, I was thinking you could change it to be located coordinated or location coordinated, so the the short term would be locos. I just think that would be like more. <laughs> I mean, like, like the Ubuntu, four. like the Ubuntu locos. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> except, but but four locos would be fun if we had four 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 co-located events. <laughs> yeah, as as Hannah said, yes. yes. Four uh, locos would be the best. Company would sue us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so we were talking about like what you're all the stuff that you've been doing for like the new features and stuff, but there's also a lot of really cool presenters this year. Yes. And, uh, for example, like Frank Coyle, who's going to be covering uh, how open is open related to the transparency and accountability of open source LLMs or large language models. And there is something that we've been talking about is specifically this kind of thing. Even last episode, we covered open source AI and and the dangerousness of it based on an article, uh, quote unquote, for those who are listening to the audio version. Anyway, so how do you approach the selection process and to ensure that you get these kind of diverse topics and engaging lineup? So we have uh, an amazing uh, team that sort of that, that runs our call for papers. Um, I, you know, I, I, we all sort of focus in different areas and we all, we all give opinions on what talks to accept as, as the proposals come in. But the reality is, is we have folks that are specifically focused on it. So there's a gentleman named Casey Braunschweig has been coming to scale since, uh, since the first scale. I think, uh, I think he was actually in charge of the network at USC and we sort of, mm-hmm. he was, uh, he was responsible of running it for us, but he runs our program committee uh, and that's, you know, similar to some of the other areas that we talked about, it's sort of broken up in different pods. So different tracks come together. Uh, you know, the KC, the, the Kubernetes related tracks, for example, have three or four people that are interested in Kubernetes specifically, and they work to build a, a program around Kubernetes and uh, recruit speakers to submit and all that, you know, and, and all that jazz. Uh, somebody else does it for, uh, you know, for developer focused content. Somebody else does it for, um, you know, for the AI tracks for whatever it might be. And then we all get together at the end as we're reviewing things and we kind of look at the feedback different people in the, in the conference have given us on the talks that have come in. Um, and we try to make sure that we didn't all just pick Michael's talk for every single track because he can only <laughs> get so goodness. many talks at the same time. Yeah. Um, but no, th- like, I mean, that's kind of it. We look for people that are really excited and passionate, uh, t- you know, really excited and passionate about a particular um, you know, topic or, or space. Yeah. yeah. And, 
and and ask them to and ask them to run a track about that about that topic, which is um, honestly way more scalable than what we used to do. Which is what we used to do is we the entire conference committee would get together and look at you know 300, 400 proposals to you know individually each one of us had to look at all of those and vote on them. And then you're saying to yourself, I I don't know anything about embedded Linux. Why am I voting on a talk about right. you know? embedded Linux and cars. Yeah. Cause there's uh, so many and, different topics and subjects uh, and they go. And so, so deep. Uh, yeah. So as scale went from, you know, one, two, three tracks to, you know, I think we're at 12, 12 or 13 tracks at some, on some days. Yeah. We just, we had, we had to figure out how to bring in experts in those spaces um, that focus on how to build, cool. uh, you know, build, build interesting content for that, for that track. And, you know, uh, that's, that's kind of it. Um, honestly, the other yeah. pieces just reach out to people that are interesting. Everybody asked me last year after we had, you know, we had Ken Tom, Ken, um, Ken Thompson, who spoke, um, one of the original Unix creators, one of the original Go creators, you know, Go creators at, uh, among other things, uh, speak at scale last year as our closing keynote. And he was, uh, it was hilarious. You should watch the talk on YouTube if you're, if it's all out there. Um, but people kept coming up to me and they're like, how did you find him? I was like, well, we did a lot of email. Googling, <laughs> found an email address that may or may not have been his emailed that address and then just waited very patiently <laughs> until he got back to us and said, uh, and said, yes, I'll do it. Um, so it turns out a lot of these folks are just really happy to be at community events and to, and to, and to, and to share their knowledge. Um, his was an entertaining one because it was, he told his sort of entire life history in, in, in at like building, you know, working with computers. Now he got into programming. Uh, and you're like, where is this story going? And it just sort of all dovetailed at the end with a punchline that I'll let you watch the talk from. But you're just like, oh, I see why you've been telling us about music and mm-hmm. computers and your entire life history and how much you spent on a CD player in you know 1985 and uh, <laughs> all these different things. <laughs> uh, and it was, but it was it was a great talk. The year before we had Vince Surf, you know, one of the internet, yeah. one of the literally the creators of the internet. Um, and so those are um, tough acts to beat, but we're 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 working we're working on it, and we'll have some announcements. Uh, okay, soon. fine, we'll do a keynote. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you've twisted our arm. <laughs> you, yeah, you I think made, the, you made the uh, announcement uh, last year here on the show for for Tom. We did, yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, not not ready to make that announcement just yet this year, but I. Oh, okay. We, we, we promise. We'll promise it'll be a good one, and we we we, we stay stay tuned. Um, yeah, but uh, I think on the other side, Elon's been talking a lot about the keynotes and our program <laughs> committee. Something else that they really do that I think is so important from the other side is there's so many people who may have never given a talk and have a lot of interest and excitement and might feel apprehension about, is my talk good enough? And is it going to resonate? And our program committee does coaching sessions and feedback, which I think is so crucial to get people involved in the community. Um, so during the CFP process, they had times like office hours where you could come in and talk through and workshop your talk and get feedback um, and kind of that boost if you needed it. And I just think, you know, that's such a small thing that makes such a big impact from, you know, a first timer and inclusivity perspective. And like Elon mentioned, like reach out to people you think would have good talks who might not think that they should apply. I think a lot of people think, oh, well, like the best talks will come into your CFP um, and we should just let it happen. And I think that's something, you know, I didn't really know until I was involved with this process a lot that like, you really need to, you know, reach out to some of those folks that you think might not think about your conference otherwise that make it such a unique and diverse place. Well, Mm. I think also a lot of us, you know, 
sort of work day in and day out on something. And so to us, it's Monday, you know, I don't want to say it's boring because we're excited about the work that we do, but we say, I do that every day. It's not special. It's just my job. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, and then they come to a conference, whether it's scale or meetup, whatever it is. And somebody says, uh, you know, I don't know, how would I do X, Y, or Z with Kubernetes? And they say, oh, well, at my company, and they start talking about it. And everybody gets super excited and they realize, and you realize, I should have submitted a talk on that because it turns out people are really excited about what I do. So some of what we have, you know, we try to do is, 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 you know, find people that are, um, you know, in their shell, so to speak, and aren't, um, uh, don't realize that they have a compelling story to tell and and try to coax them into telling that, that story. Um, because there's, we all have something really amazing that we're excited about that, that's like unique where our perspective on is on a unique or our scale, no pun intended on it is unique or we have, you know, interesting use case or whatever it might be. And we just don't think to tell it because we don't realize it's a, it's an exciting, uh, it's exciting or interesting to others. It's just, it's just what we do. That's very powerful. You know, um, kind of following up along those same lines. Now that people are hearing this, I think there's going to be a lot of people excited to go to scale for the first time, maybe this may be their first time coming. So with so many sessions, that was one of the things, even though we had a booth and it was hard to get away, even then, like we knew we only could do a couple of sessions, but there are so many sessions to choose from. Do you have advice on how attendees can kind of navigate the schedule and curate their own personalized experience for first time attendees? They don't have all of yeah. the kind yeah. of skills the, the machete path. over the years. Yeah. The machete fat. <laughs> well, first and foremost, like our AV team is incredible and every room at scale is recorded and put on YouTube. Um, so don't be afraid of like missing something would be the first thing I would say, like pick a few things. Don't try to jump around too much where you're like running across buildings to try to hit every talk because you can watch them after the fact and you can review. So like I would say don't stress about packing your schedule so tight that you don't miss everything. Mm -hmm. Um, So the fact that you miss what I call the hallway track, because there are so many amazing people to meet and I hate the word network, but like get to know and learn other things. And so I would say more so than picking your schedule, make sure to prioritize like in-person interactions. I feel like they're so rare now and our our conference is just so special. People are so friendly, so helpful. They are. And like, I'll go to watch talks and I'll be like, oh, that was a great talk. But like, that's not the things I remember after the conference, mm-hmm. you know, because I know I can go back and watch those and and refresh my memory on a specific topic. But um, right. then maybe that's like a counterintuitive answer. No, but, I love that answer. Um, yeah, de- definitely don't, you know, make sure that you're participating in the, in, you know, the hallway track. Uh, and, and, and take a chance to sort of meet and talk to people that you won't otherwise see. I think a lot of folks um, end up running into people they've only met on the internet, which now with video conferencing and, you know, video, you know, video shows like this on YouTube, like, oh, you might actually know their face, but it used to be, we just knew each other on IRC or, you know, some chat other or, or an email list or, you know, whatever it might be. And you're like, wait, you're the person that develops X. Uh, I, you know, I, you know, your stuff makes my life better in this way or that way, or I have some feedback for you or, you know, or vice versa or any of these. And, and so it's a good opportunity to meet folks. Um, you know, we're very, I think it's a very approachable community. Um, and you know, the other pieces, uh, make sure to ask questions. If like, if you're at the end of the talk and you want to know something that the speaker didn't touch on, raise your hand, they want your questions. 
the worst thing as a speaker is if you get to the end of your talk and everybody just leaves the room and you're like, wait, did I have the impact I wanted to have? Did I really, did I, did I impart all of the information that there is and there's no possible questions whatsoever? Or was my talk just really bad and they were all waiting for the second the bell rings, they could leave class. Uh, <laughs> and so I, I am confident it is not the latter, but if you don't ask questions and you don't engage, they don't, they don't recognize that. So, uh, so that's fun. It's also um, important for the audience to know this. Like this is a very critical piece that you just mentioned because even people who have the most experience to have doing talks or people like us, well, I've done talks multiple times and I've done podcasts uh, basically at a countless amount of times. And I still have that feeling. It's like towards the end of and I get to the QA, please someone ask a question. Please someone ask a question. Please, someone care. Care what I'm yeah. saying. Be the one who throws the softball. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And usually so, when they ask me a question, it's like a very hard question. Like, okay, come afterwards. I don't have time for that answer. Uh, but, but I mean, the thing is, if you have that question, it's likely somebody else in the room is shy and also has the question. So don't, yeah. you know, don't feel bad about asking it. Um, and then I guess the other piece is uh, don't forget the evening events. There's lots of things happening during the day. There's also lots of things happening at night. And so... Um, you should all sleep. You should all shower. You should all get your eight hours, you know, you like get your rest. But, you know, there's also uh, there's also opportunities for um, for a lot of fun in the evenings, which ends up being a mix of education, but also just a lot of, enter- you know, just a lot of geeky fun. We have a game night where we do everything from, you know, mm-hmm. card games to video games to VR. Oh, to, cool. I, you know, I don't I don't uh, I don't want to spoil all the, all the surprise activities for this year, but we had laser tag one year. We had, you know, blacklight mini golf. We've had. All, you know, all kinds of fun um, activities in that way. So, you know, make sure to hang out in the evenings. And that's one of the things we, I think we love about the Pasadena area where scale is now is that not just at the event, but in the area surrounding scale, there's lots of stuff to do in the evenings. And it, that doesn't, doesn't have to mean going to a bar and drinking, you know, I know not, that's not everybody's style, but it, you know, there's, uh, there's lots of opportunities to sort of be social with your, with your open source friends. And, um, you know, that's, you only get to do that once a year at the at the annual reunion with your you know thirty five hundred closest friends and 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 and, and family. So yes. I mean that uh, the yeah, gaming would... night is where we learned how competitive Jill is, and it was shocking, <laughs> honestly like we knew Jill, unsurprised. we thought we knew Jill, but we didn't know Jill. Like, You're, are you talking about the ice hockey tournament, the, the, the air hockey, the yeah, table ice hockey, hockey thing. table? Yeah, yeah. Hockey. it was ruthless. Ruthless. <laughs> yeah. So we, we, we were just, I wasn't expecting it to be like a bit, a serious thing. So we just started going and it's Jill versus me. And then she just gets like really into it. Like, wait, what's, what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't know, but the competition started. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I, I'll know not to challenge you to air hockey this year. Jill. Oh, it doesn't mean I'm really good at it. I just get into the games. <laughs> I can respect that. Yeah. I wanted to add just one thing to the evening events. Like, you know, you're getting all this advice and you find yourself at scale and you're like, oh, I don't know what's going on or I don't know where I should be at night or Elon said I should be doing, you know, these evening events. Like ask someone if there's not something scheduled that night, be like, hey, what's going on tonight? Like, is there a dinner? Are people meeting somewhere? And like, don't be afraid to do that because most people be like, yeah, there's a group of people going to this restaurant and, and or checking out this food truck and I think that's how yeah. a lot of people make lifelong friends that way is just not being afraid to ask like, Hey, what's going on tonight? Or Hey, yeah. what, what's everyone doing during lunch break? You know, mm. th- those are kind of your golden opportunities to make new friends too. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and I think some of those- us that have been coming for years forget 
that, mm. you know, like we don't mean yeah. to create these clicks, but you're like, you know, <laughs> on, on Friday night, we're definitely going to go hang out at this restaurant because that's what we do. Bring a, bring somebody new along every time, like, and, and make sure that when they ask, you know, nobody's, nobody's left out. It's uh it's a great way to make, make the, make the new friends. Like I, I can hang out. I've been hanging out with the same people. I think at skill for 22 years. Uh, you know, I always look, it's always fun to bring in one or two more faces as much as I miss, as much as I want to hang out with old faces. So. Yeah. What I always tell people going to scale for the first time, if they're nervous, because a, a lot of us geeks and nerds are introverted and we get nervous, you know, needing to, to speak out and talk to people. And I just always tell them, remember that they're all like-minded people. And they like the same things you do. That's why you're mm-hmm. going to the conference and don't feel nervous about talking to people and just opening. You already up. got something in common. Yeah, it makes it yeah. so much easier. And you already know five friends who are coming on this. Yes. Exactly. On this podcast, <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and also, you could just do. You could also do what Ryan does: just walk down the hallway and say, "Arch." Yeah. Arch Linux, anyone? Arch, and then they come. Yeah. <laughs> be careful what you wish for. Yeah. You'll get a whole, you know, yeah. arch. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Destination Linux is sponsored by Linbit. Linbit has been keeping digital businesses running for over 20 years. They're the makers of open source products like DRBD, which is high availability software that has been part of the Linux kernel since 2010, and Linstore, industry-leading open source software-defined storage. Linbit has an active presence in the open source community and they collaborate with the community to help identify and build new features. Linbit provides enterprise-grade software that runs on a variety of platforms and OSs without vendor lock-in. What that means is, is that you could choose the software on any platform, including specific hardware that you want to use or just off-the-shelf hardware that you get and connect it. You get, all of this stuff can be interchanged really easily. And with DRBD and LinStore, you can have high-speed replicated block storage in almost any configuration. Whether it's Kubernetes, Apache Cloud, or Open Nebula, there's even DRBD proxy for long-distance replication. Linbit is run by its founders to this day, and all of its engineers and developers are in-house with offices in Europe and North America, which allows them to have global 24-7 support to complement their enterprise offerings. Visit linbit.com to learn more about the people behind Linbit and the awesome software for block storage, duplication, and more. A big part of open source thrives on collaboration. What are some tips you have to individuals wanting to make the most uh, the most of the networking opportunities available, whether it's looking for a new employer or just expanding their reach. Yeah, shameless plug for something we do that we don't talk about it a lot is every year at scale, we have a jobs board. It's like a giant whiteboard and we let people just write whatever they want. Um, we do our best to digitize that as well. But if you are searching for a job, that's a good place to look. Um, that's always a big one. Um, I didn't know that about- existed until just now. Oh, yeah, so yeah. check out the jobs board. I mean, I've at, been there. Mo- I've actually got a job from scale, like going to scale. And, it, and I didn't know that that board, that, that's awesome that existed. But yeah, I mean, I'm glad we're talking about it because now I know it exists too. Yeah, and if you're hiring, throw a job up there. There's a lot of qualified folks who come to scale, especially mm-hmm. those hard to fill engineering roles sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. that are, you know, this is a very good um, lead gen for employees of that kind of demographic. Yeah. I mean, we talked about a lot of this stuff. Like, I think, Jill, you had great advice. R- remind people that, like, everyone is open to friendship. And if they're not, yeah. well, then 
they shouldn't be at scale, but um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe that's no extreme. Way. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know, like our community is so welcoming and friendly, and yeah, um, and to novices and experts alike. And so, you know, as painful as it might be, just go introduce yourself to someone. And I think to add to your point, Hannah, the the career track on Sundays, to an extension of the jobs board that we had for years and years. Now there's this awesome career track. And even Mad Dog is doing a talk for career track. Yeah. Really I mean, the cool. fun thing with that is um, it's all about, you know, it's the, tr- the the track there is, you know, tips on how to how to find, you know, if you're shifting roles from careers, you know, maybe you weren't in a technical career before you want to move into a technical career, or maybe you worked in, you know, proprietary software before you want to do it more with open source, you know, a lot of that, you know, it's a lot of um, uh, sort of coaching and, um, and help around, around, around finding those new opportunities. We do uh, resume reviews, we do mock interviews, we do, we'll do new headshots for folks. I think a lot of times folks, you know, as, as you're looking for a job, you realize, oh, wait, my LinkedIn profile pictures from when I was 17. And I'm, you know, you know, 45 now or whatever it might be. Maybe, maybe, maybe I don't have the same hair. Uh, I should maybe get a new picture or, uh, you know, whatever it might be. And so those, I had a you know, similar those experience of, of exactly that about a few years ago. Yeah. I, I, I had ignored my LinkedIn for a long time. And then just a few years ago, I went and looked and was like, oh, wow, that's a, that's a 15 year old photo. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants to be catfished anywhere. Um, yeah. So, so that, I mean, the idea is to help give, you know, training and resources and guidance as you're looking for, as, as, as you're trying to figure out how to, how to, how to look for your next gig. And, um, you know, if you want to help, uh, if you're on the other side of that conversation, which is you just need to hire a ton, um, again, similarly, like welcome at the career track, welcome, you know, welcome on the jobs board. Um, you know, I, I hear from so many people that they got their jobs at scale, uh, and, you know, a lot of it's not through the formal jobs programs either. It's just like I was in the hallway and I talked about mm-hmm. amazing things with, again, I'll say Kubernetes or something. And somebody goes, oh, we're doing the Kubernetes and we need an amazing person to do that. Uh, have, are you looking for a job? And, you know, it turns into, you know, it turns into more. So those yeah. relationships are really helpful um, as you're as you're building your um Yes, you know, as you're as you're building your career and figuring out where you want to go next, and and just it's been talking a t- to and it's, like you're talking about talking to people, just bringing uh, like just in, engaging in a conversation. I was actually a, like I got yeah. a job that I have now by at scale because I was about to leave and go up to my hotel room, and someone pulled me in and said, "Hey, Michael, come sit with us." And and then I did, and then the person who pulled me in introduced me to the people I now work with. So like it was it was just kind of like this. I mean, even randomly hired at scale. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So I can it, get it. it, it so. It's it is it is definitely ser- there's a lot of serendipity at scale. Um, I love how impactful it's been for so many people, uh, including myself. i you know and 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 others at the show. Uh, and you know this is why this is why we still do it 22 years in, right? Uh, you know, not all keep sharing the stories about all the different things that scale has helped you. Uh, achieve it's fantastic oh and you can even tag us on social media yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes and We'd love uh, to hear them. like i had told um elon actually last year you know um uh, michael has his story of getting a job at scale i wouldn't be here at destination linux video podcasting if it weren't for scale scale is where i found the linux community and the linux chicks of los angeles almost two decades ago and I started a career in podcasting because of my love of Linux and the community of Scale. So Scale means so much to me. Um, last year, I started crying when I was telling Elon the story because yeah. it really 
it changed my life. It changed my, you know, my focus on life and what career I wanted to get into. So that's, I thank you so much for, for that. And scale, you know, is my home. It's my family. And honestly, it is m the best weekend of my year. And I'm not kidding about that. It is my favorite weekend of the year. And also keep in mind some of the weekends she's going to Disneyland. So yes. that is putting this yes. above so, Disney. Uh, yeah. so what I'm here, what I'm, what, uh, our, our sponsor Disney may not, uh, our, the, the, our past sponsor Disney may not appreciate it, but what I'm hearing is that Mm -hmm. Disneyland is not the happiest place on earth. No, scale is the no, happiest scale place. Is. Yeah. Scale is. In fact, I'm going to nice. Disneyland with Ryan and his family on Monday yeah. after scale. That's right. But it's, oh, nice. it's, it's not as happy as scale for me. Yeah. What do you mean, Still, I'll be there. What? Wait a minute. Uh, You've got that's the reason, Ryan. That's oh. why it's not going to be as I will happy. say, yeah. watching Jill at scale is one of my favorite things because I, I see her as our like, default homecoming queen. She like holds court across like three or four booths. Yep. Um, I feel like she runs the expo hall. Um, it's pretty impressive. So I hope you all get to witness that in person. Yeah. Maybe I'll make you a crown one of these years, Jill. Oh, thank you, Hannah. I can't wait to give you a hug at scale. And so. yeah, so one of the reasons why my computer studio is adorned with scale posters, stickers, bags, mugs, swag, tux penguins, and the awards we have received at our Linux Chicks LA booth each year. One of the reasons why it is you know, my favorite, favorite weekend of the year. And last year when we interviewed Elon for the first time on Destination Linux episode number 309, I got to show Elon my studio and love of scale. Well, there are many of my treasured moments, mementos from scale that you can't see in my studio because they hang on my back wall above the camera. So there I have every scale swag bag from every year from scale, including I got two to show you. That's probably that's more than I have. That's, that's, that's probably more than I have. <laughs> By the time I remember to get them, they're always out. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's, wow. Is that the first one? Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is actually the second. This is, second? uh, yeah, this is the second one. And okay. then <laughs> that's probably the first time scale did tote bags. Yeah. Well, probably. The first I, I one, the USC one. Oh, there we <laughs> go. Yeah. yeah. I think I have, so I have the first one around somewhere. I don't know if I have the others and mugs just always break as I'm flying home. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, but, but it's yeah, exactly. That was one of the best yeah. mugs. So, I know. Yeah. I love this. The rock star, uh, <laughs> rock star. <laughs> yeah. It is amazing how much stuff I think we've all collected from like scale swag over yes. the years, but I think you have us all beat Jill. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, the Linux chicks always call me the scale archivist. <laughs> Yeah, we should have a museum of scale that you can run one time. Yeah. Yeah. We might as well do a scale well, she, museum. She has yeah. her, we're, we're trying to get her to create her own com computer museum so she can have a separate room specifically for scale stuff. How many yeah. computers yeah. do you have again, Jill? Like, uh, Over 700. Yeah, 700. Oh, wow. Computers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, behind me is one of the uh, actually uh, scale decals from the Pasadena Convention Center on the window that at mm. the end of the oh, nice yeah Jill, you oh yeah i that. sealed those off before for you yes yes you <laughs> oh you did. gave it in too. fact you gave i think it. that okay. very one you did for for me that year and i also have a troy penguin over over here that's one of oh. my unofficial jobs is sticker sticker, sticker. 
Put because I'm the only one that cares enough to take all the bubbles out of them. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So my a, husband brought them home and he professionally did them and t- got all the bubbles out. And <laughs> nice. Nice. In 2022 time, uh, that, that the scale when it came back after COVID, there was uh, those stickers on the elevators. And yeah. I, I was so, I, I tried to get there before they were taken off. And people were taking off and just ripping them. I was like, "Oh, come on! Why'd you do that?" Oh. Yeah, <laughs> they're. Um, I mean, it's it's hard to get those off and keep them still. But that we have got a you know a great graphics team. There's a guy named um, you know Josh Andler and, and then um, and and mm. and um, uh, and Chris Robbins and a whole bunch of other folks that I've, I'll that I'll I will neglect to name that you know put together the designs for for scale each year. The one thing I love about that venue, one of the things I loved about that venue at the Hilton where we are where we used to be was that it was all self-contained. So there were elevators when you came down from your rooms, you saw the scale stuff. Uh, you know, the Pasadena has a better nightlife, but you have to like you have to leave your hotel room to come to scale and I can't brand all the hotels in the area. So yeah. Uh, but it that, those those were really fun. Um, but it does mean uh, I go outside at least once a day. Where I yep. did not in the Hilton. <laughs> That's yeah, true. And, and you, get, you get to like see Las sun. Vegas, you, get tr- you never you get see, see daylight. Yeah, oxygen. You get to go across the street and have some uh, good uh, food and and dinner with your yeah. friends. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I just wanted to thank you again, Elon and Hannah, and I also want to thank. Um, so many, so many people, so many of the awesome scale volunteers like Bala and Philip Banks, Orv Beach, Phil Dobowitz, Lori Barfield, mm-hmm. Steve Bibioff, Larry Cafaro, Gareth Greenaway, and all the volunteers for the marvelous job they have done over the years and for yeah. truly making dreams come true. <laughs> You well, have. I, I, I really be careful. Have. We're about to be sued by Disney next. Yeah, yeah but uh, <laughs> but it is. I mean, I, 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 I think it's um, it's unfortunate we can't bring on you know the hundred or some odd pe- hundred some odd people that are involved on in scale to a show like this because yeah, um, one, one one a lot of them are introverts and would never come on a podcast. But uh, also, uh, but also just because there's just too many of us. You know, you can't fit us yeah. in this family. Uh, no. this this uh, this. <laughs> no. this um, Brady Bunch, you know, Zoom, yeah, uh, quadrant here. Um, yes. But there, there's, it really does take an army of dedicated volunteers to make something like scale happen. And yeah. we're, um, you know, we, I wish we could thank them all, but we'd be here for another two hours just listing names. So, oh, no, Jill has them we all. We can here. send Hold you a, a team photo. <laughs> yeah. You can see how many people plan scale. It's a lot. Jill's like yeah. one of those we people who won an it. Oscar. She's just we have one from last year. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for having us on the show again. If you're, if you're, if those, for those that are listening, um, you know, SoCalLinuxExpo.org, uh, March 14th to the 17th in Pasadena. Um, I, you know, I think there's a program code Tux for Tux Digital, T-U-X, that gets you 50% off your registration. We work really hard to make sure that um, scale remains affordable, whether you're a, whether you're a, a teenager or a, or, or a, a successful professional writing software uh, and we do that, uh, you know, thanks to our, we're able to do that thanks to our sponsors, folks like uh, GitHub and Google and Red Hat and the CNCF and, and many, many more, um, you know, come by the expo floor. Please do say thank you to them in person when you see them. Um, it, uh, you know, that's, uh, or, or tweet at them or toot at them or whichever social media platform you prefer <laughs> and, and, and do say thank you. Their willingness to be at a community event, not just a commercial event, that's, that's all about selling. Like they get to do a mix of the two. Um, as well as their financial support of of the conference, uh, you know, makes it is is part of what makes it all possible financially. Uh, and then um, not all all altruistic. I think they all I think they all get some nice business out of scale as well. But it's 
Uh, it takes some, you know, it's not the usual, it's not the usual thing. You have to sort of turn your head and say, how can I make this work? And, and many organizations have found ways to, to do that, but it, it takes the commitment. And so we're um, excited to have them all out. So please do thank them when you see them. Absolutely. And thank you both for coming on the show and sharing your experiences with scale for all the work that you're doing here. We are so excited to get to scale. Number one, because we all get to see each other. It's the one time a year we actually yeah. all get to see each other in person. But number two, we just have an absolute blast there. So we definitely recommend everybody go check it out and use that code Tux and get and you'll be you'll be recording at the show right here that apparently we will be recording certain things for sure (laughs) exactly we're working on it yeah Yeah. what what we're going to record is still a little bit up in the air right now but there will be a lot of a lot of things and we're planning to maybe do some special stuff like maybe a live stream or something so we'll see yeah so 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 I, i didn't mean to spoil the surprise i'm sorry uh but we'll uh We'll see y'all in a, in a couple of weeks, which is hard. It's scary for me to, to, to hear myself say that. Oh, wow. a couple weeks. Coming. Yeah. We'll be there. All right. Thank you, Elon. Thank you, Hannah. Yeah, thanks for having Love us. Love you guys. Bye. So we want to thank Hannah and Elon again for that awesome interview. And we hope you're as excited as we are about coming to scale. And again, Wait, make sure. We have exciting news, right? Oh, yeah. We have exciting news. We're going to scale March 14th through the 17th. <laughs> and make sure to use the promo code TUX. Because you're going to get 50% off your scale pass if you use the word tux. That's our gift, scale's gift to us that we're giving to you. You See how that works? Yeah. I mean, technically the scale's gift to them because... Through us. Right. We're the the vehicle of which they are giving it to them. Yeah, exactly. We are the vehicle. What kind of vehicle are we? Like a Honda Civic or like a Miata? We're like a Miata. No, I was thinking more more Aston Martin, you know? Mm. I don't think ah, we're quite there. It could be there. more something a penguin likes and maybe a slab of ice that goes slowly along the water. You just kind of ski across. Maybe it. like a gremlin. <laughs> yeah. a gremlin. All right. A big thank you to each and every one of you for supporting us by watching or listening to Destination Linux. However you do it, love your faces. Make sure to join us on Discord. That's where you get to hear about all the cool stuff going on in our community. Go to tuxdigital.com slash discord and sign up. And then we talk about everything there. It's kind of like a little mini virtual conference. You could talk about movies there. We have sections to talk about fitness there. And of course, Linux and open source and all of our shows. There's so much cool stuff there on Discord. Go check it out. And also, if you want to become a patron, you can get access to the patron-only section of our Discord server, as well as many more things, like being able to watch us live as we record this show and get all of the unedited awesomeness that is this show's uh, production process. And you can also (laughs) get a bunch of... It's amazing. Yes, of course. (laughs) It's amazing it comes together. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It's amazing it becomes a show at some point, yeah. So you can go to tuxdigital.com slash membership to sign up and become a patron to get all of these perks and much more. And you also can support the show by going to tuxdigital.com slash store where you can pick up some swag like t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, stickers, and so much more at tuxdigital.com slash store. And make sure to check out all the amazing shows here on Tux Digital. That's right. We have an entire network of shows to fill your entire week with geeky goodness. Check out This Week in Linux for your source for Linux Weekly Good News, which is a weekly video podcast hosted by our very own Michael Tunnell. And he takes you through all the happenings of Linux and open source each and every week. (laughs) 
And everyone head to TuxDigital.com and subscribe to all our great shows. And don't forget to leave a rating on your favorite app so others can discover the power of open source and keep those penguins marching in the full Monty of Linux and open source awesome sauce. You know, a show is good when Ryan says, it's all right. It's all right. That's as good as it gets in my book. That's a 10 out of 10. That's all right. Exactly. Everybody have a great week. And remember that the journey itself is just as important as the destination. And the journey's all right. The journey's all right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) See you next week, everybody. Bye, everyone. Love you all.